0: Welcome to the Blathering. This is the next episode of the Blathering. I'm Ken Sock. You might be uh, listening on the podcast. I appreciate you supporting the NapSock network podcast feed, which has been around since 2013 under 42 names. I'm kidding. I have my original uh, Brian Ward designed the NapSock Files logo T-on if you're watching the video version which you can on Patreon at patreon.com/kidnapsock. A little housekeeping they say in the radio biz. Uh, If you're watching along, I still got this. I haven't taken down this webcam. I have the worst angle in the world uh, on just a general boring-ass webcam. Uh, But I'm I'm not unplugging it. I like it. It's up my nose with a rubber hose. Remember that insult on the playground? It used to hurt me. It hurt my soul. I I wasn't a stout child on the playground, susceptible to bullies. Suscessible. Susceptible is not a word I say easily. Suscessible. Hey, so uh, I actually had uh, another week of uh, like serious words thought of planned in my soul to say, and I think I'm going to still get to them. But this is how life works, right? First of all, I think I wouldn't mind uh, one day considering possibly starting a already starting. I'll add an already starting a spinoff show to this here blathering called the blathering headlines, where I'll just look at some of the headlines of the day and blather about them. Ooh, uh, focused political commentary. I or just throwing my hands up in the air. Uh, there's the tragedy, that earthquake in Turkey, the footage, just horrific. And, and just, it's overwhelming to think of and watch it. And, and I'm currently, if you guys have any leads, still trying to find the best spot to donate some money. I, I've seen some stuff uh, tweeted out from people I respect. So I'm going to look at those a little more closely. And I'm being honest about that. I, I, I sometimes uh, understand the hesitation one might have to donate money to organizations. You want to make sure it, uh, it goes to the right spot, you know, that it's not a, a GoFundMe me set up to save a dog and a future, uh, you know, politician uh, takes, $3,000 for himself, and the dog dies. So you got to be careful where you donate your money. But the, the turkey earthquake uh, just, like I said, uh, horrifying, and that's on my mind. And uh, at the time of this recording, the State of the Union is going on. And it's more politically engaged and active I am last few years. I, I will say, no matter who the president is, i just not a huge State of the Union fan. It is it is a little bit of the um, politics that drives people uh, ups to uh, be upset, and I understand it. Uh, I, I still believe it's the time to, to choose a side and support that side and support the causes and support the people uh, that are uh, protected by those, the side, I would say. But I, State of the Union is a uh, high school pep rally on a grand scale, on an important scale. It's important to, to check in on it, to to see what was talked about, to see what the rebuttals are and make your choices uh, therein. But I, I don't watch that. That's but that's on my mind. I'm like, am I am I, am I wrong for not? But no, nah, it's still, it's still a thing, it's still a thing. I don't want to watch Midge boo anyone in a, um, you know, special place like the Capitol. Uh, and uh, there's that, that's on my mind. There's that whole Chinese balloon spying on all of us. Dear God, where were you? Are you glad you survived? Just the, the looking up to the sky and the balloon overhead. The only thing in the world that could see what we're doing right now. The only thing. And all that just uh that charade. That political charade, that culture war charade. There's that still in my mind. There's Ben Shapiro re- reacting to The Last of Us, saying there's no zombies in the zombie show, proving proving once again why he was a, a failed uh, writer. Um they're never about what you think they're about, but that's that's all on my mind. Serious stuff to, you know, infuriating things, to just annoying things. All on my mind. And then there's this big thing I, I want to get to. But here I am already four minutes into a show that I, this week I was like, we're not going 50 minutes this week. One, I don't want to bore you all. Two, I have some non-dairy Ben & Jerry's cold treat. I legally can't call it ice cream. It's like non-dairy frozen dessert <laughs> that is designed and looks and strikes a similar chord to ice cream. And I actually like it. I do love ice cream and I do miss ice cream. But even before I went vegan, I had to kind of step aside from the ice cream. Not just for the tum-tum issues that you might be snickering about, you fucky fucks, but uh, that the it. it, it uh, I like it too much. And there was a point in time where I would to be like, yeah, you know, I can't get two or three Ben and Jerry's little cartons at the, at the store for one week, maybe a year. That was my early thirties. We're not going to do that. So I, I moved away from ice cream cause I had to, I had to, but Ben and Jerry's comes along and offers a plant-based vegan of uh, non, uh, you know, dairy frozen dessert. I'm like, it's healthy. Put all that real sugar into my veins um, uh, so I'm, I want to get to one. I have one tonight. Okay. I have a little bowl. I have, Grace has helped me and supported me. And I I don't just eat the entire container in one sit anymore. I have a bowl of some of it. That's on my mind. I want to get to that. I don't want a super long show tonight, but I, I'm, I'm not taking six minutes to tell you. <sighs> some of you might like me. Some of you might listen to me and think I have good things to say or things that make you think, I'm half entertaining, and I'm not just being self-loathing. I, I just like yeah, some of you might find me all right, and I appreciate you. Some of you even support me on Patreon, and I really appreciate that. But I also just appreciate the listens and telling people about it. Some of you've listened to me for years, and some of you have found me along the way. And a lot of you when you meet me, you're very nice. And when you write me things, you're very nice. And I, I, I'm not saying anyone is looking up to me. I hope you aren't. I have no answers. This show, The Blathering, is not me telling you how it is. It's me just asking, is it this? And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Sometimes I get angry and it goes a little too far, and I might step on your toes. Um, I ask for the grace that I'm, I'm, I'm working better to give everyone else out there. All that to say, some of you might, you might have nice thoughts about me. I'm a piece of trash. Okay. I, I trimmed my beard up this week, though. That, I'm not, that's not. That's a good thing. I think. But I think I'm a piece of trash because of this. I'm recording this right now in my little studio in Burbank, California. And um, I did some laundry two days ago. Two full days ago. That's like 48 hours in maritime time. The legend lives on from the laundry room on down. All right, two days ago. I don't like folding laundry. I don't like a lot, I don't know a lot of people that do. But I got it all done. I tackled it. But for the last two days, I've had a pile of socks on my studio floor. A pile of socks on my studio floor. In fact, I'm going to see. Oh, no. I have my other camera up here. If you're on the Patreon, this is a plug for the Patreon version. trying to see if I can switch. Uh, It's too dark in the studio. I I like this little mood lighting. Uh, If you're looking on the video, that white blur there, that's all the socks. Gym socks, workout socks, uh, decorative socks. I got some decorative socks, some some stance black and white socks. Uh, I've got a lot lot of black socks. They've been there for two days. And since I haven't really left the house in the last two days, done a little working out. I had to be at home writing a lot of slippers going I haven't touched that pile of socks two freaking days i swear a little less those fo- socks have been sitting there and I was about to I mean like I've been waiting for this week's blathering I've been waiting to record it because I was angry about something and I wanted to address something and I, I wanted to talk about something and 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 I, you know I'm always I always you guys have to help me I never want to believe my own hype I never want to believe that I've got the right answers. I don't want to ask my own questions and do my own research. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm just here. I'm here to entertain. I'm here to maybe inform. I'm here to just be with you while all this goes on. This being, look around you. But as I walked into my studio, kind of huffing and puffing like like a bull, I'm just gonna say what I gotta I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say I got some stuff on my mind I looked at the pile of socks and I was like I'm I'm no better than anyone in fact I'm lower I have a pile of socks by choice on my floor that's outrageous right that's that's irresponsible at best just. I'm a ragamuffin. And then everything I was going to say that was serious just seemed to not matter. It matters. It matters. But it just seemed like I didn't matter to the conversation (laughs) because everything going on. And that's just the way it is. And I just, it's not even a confession. It's just where I'm at. How are you all doing? What a time. I mean, seriously, what a time. And I don't think this stops, right? Uh the Chinese spy balloons, war in Ukraine, earthquakes, famine, fires, pestilence, the plague, uh, apocalypse. It, it it's 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 all going to keep rolling on because I think it always has. Always has been rolling along, I should say, more clearly there. And I'm having one of those weeks where I about two, three weeks ago, I was down, depressed, last week depressed. But like three weeks ago, it was, you know, how high is that building? And if those of you listening didn't hear that Patreon episode, I'm joking to find humor in a dark time. Uh, I'm through it, depressed, but this week I'm angry. This week I've been screaming, not at anybody. I always keep that for the wall. I've just been upset. I've been dropping things. I've been hitting things. Here's how, this is how, I was in a goddamn hurry this morning. Poor little Baxter is as blind as a bat. There's like a smidgen of a chance he has like 1% of his vision left in his right eye. And that has a lot to do with if we can get to these eye drops in his eyes we have seven different drops and we have to put them in his eyes like 16 times a day and it's every day seven days a week and it's exhausting you know the worst problems in the world but it's your little guy right it's your little body you want to take care of him and it just was a bad week and some stuff going on and work going on and some good some bad and just poor little guy didn't get the meds he doesn't care he's like it was great i'll deal with the darkness the stupid eye drops don't go in my eye and uh ma'am I had to get to a very key eye appointment uh I had a tech error on the podcast side, on the four center, center side my my fault I was at a tech air on the pod, podcast host sites uh, uh, uh th- their fault I had uh, a big writing project due and I was added I I could i could list see the list and in the middle of all that, trying to hurry and, and, and Grace had, had had to step out of the house for something. And, and, and I'm trying to put one barking chihuahua away into her little uh, castle thing, we call it, to keep her uh, from chewing cords that she loves to do. She, if you, you've got a live electrical cord around, Franny's going to try to chew it. That's a great hobby. Middle of all this. You know how it goes. You all live in this life. I had a baseball cap on. I've been wearing baseball caps since I was seven. I can't remember. I think that was around the first time I had my first little hat. It was a, I remember it wasn't a baseball team or thing. It was a USS Enterprise, not the Star Trek hat, the USS Enterprise aircraft carrier. We had visited it. My dad used to be in the Navy. And so we loved going to see ships. So we're up in, I think it was up in Oakland. We got to do the tour and blah, blah, blah. Fascinating. Got to be on the Enterprise. Loved it. Got a little hat, little navy hat. You know what those? Blue with the yellow ropes on it. You know? Oh, a little gray look. That was like the first. I used to like salute. There's a picture of me saluting. Very bad salute. Like form wise, it was way off. I'm wearing hats since then. Yes, you can. I have the beanies now. Yay. Maybe that's maybe that's the culprit. In the middle of this horrendously busy morning with implications for all I get the car keys and I turn around and I hit the kitchen door frame with the bill of my hat so hard that like my neck is still sore it was this morning I'm recording in the evening time pacific 9 pacific I feel so old when I really make sure you know the times I fuck I scream so loud Poor dogs scattered. That a few minutes later, when I went outside with Baxter to get in my car, the neighbor had come out to see if everything was okay. And I was still angry. Driving away, I was late to the appointment. I am not late to appointments. I was nine minutes late to the appointment. By the way, got there, no one cared. <laughs> and that's the that's a that's a lesson right there, right? I'm racing down the one thirty four. Morning rush hour, traffic at the one thirty four five interchange. U L A people know it. Also, an accident right there made it worse. I'm, I'm huffing and puffing, grouchy Gus. They're gonna turn, me, turn me away. I get there, I walk in nine minutes late. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And they're all like, "All right, what? He's checked in, and no one showed up for ten minutes. Like, what, do, what do I do this to myself? That's the lesson." The anger only hurts you. But the middle of all that, I crack my head on the doorway. And that's, it's just been one of those days, one of those weeks. And you probably all, hopefully, y'all better at handling it than me. And you just got to own it. And you just got to say that's what's going on. And maybe you go get yourself a Ben and Jerry's non dairy frozen, definitely legally not ice cream treat. And you spoon it in your mouth. Like you're an animal in a zoo and they're throwing you hay in front of the people. Is that an odd example? It makes sense to me. and You just kind of move on. Because there's more serious things to talk about. Right? There is. And I'm going to talk about them. Well, But I won't get, I'll try not to get too heavy. Try to get preachy. Because the preaching is at myself. Stick around for more blathering. All right? How do you like them apples? All right, thank y'all for uh, sticking through the commercial break. I don't have a lot of water left here. I I I, I don't even know. How I there's some I I can't legally say everything I want to say. And and this is one of the things that's about. Starts it starts with the space I used to work in the, the movie the movie talk space and the movie pundit space. But it spills out from outside of those walls, spills beyond those walls. And and, and it probably does for you too. There, there's people, and this came up during, during um, the onset of the, of the Me Too movement, um, which I don't view as, as ended. I don't think it should ever end. But, you know, there's that height, that explosion. It's a little bit of a different time. I hope the lessons have learned. But this is about that, where the lessons learned. Uh, there's uh, one one thing that popped up a lot is kind of those shared secrets, and that's a that's a dangerous thing, right? Because what do you really know? what What have you been told? And who do you believe? And what's the? Uh, do you want to say something and get yourself in trouble? And there's all these kind of dumb questions we've had, but all of them serve one purpose they they keep these uh, monsters in positions of power, right? That's why I always say, you know. believe the victims and then those that need to investigate it should investigate it. And those of us should maybe, if you have any faith in the investigation, I guess most of you don't for very good reason, but I, you know, I've been involved in some of those just hear it out and see, but always start with a, a point of belief. Always start with a point of belief. And if, if one accusi- accusation is, uh, is entirely 100% false, that doesn't mean the next one is. It's just basic sense, right? Right? And I've dealt with that. I dealt with that. 2013 alone, I talked about this before in an old knapsack floss. I had four, as a security director, had four sexual assault rape allegations on my property within a short amount of time. We're talking weeks. Every single one of them, four for four, turned out to be uh, false. But the fifth time someone came in, which eventually they did, it wasn't as close as those ones. We didn't go. Well, the last four were fakes. So what do you got? We started off with the point of, all right, what do you got? And then I do believe a member served that one. Probably uh, I think was true. That's my philosophy. I'm just I'm just putting my philosophy out there. But in all of this, 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 this in my industry, there's a lot of the shared secret stuff, and and. It's that one through that one's thrown me for a a loop. What to do with that? And what do you do when you know? And what do you do when you do say something in some back channels, and you still don't get? There's no action taken, and maybe sometimes there's no real action taken because they're just creeps. There's some people I know who probably I don't think there's anything illegal about their activities. There's definitely things that are immoral, definitely things that are boundary-pushing in terms of what is acceptable. And there's just creepy, bad, troubling, asshole power-hungry, sexist, misogynistic behavior. So what do you do when it's that? Because I've been around some situations, and I'm going back 15 years where there were some people that eventually got absolutely correctly, justifiably, me to the fuck out of the limelight in the business. And that doesn't always work, by the way. Uh, I mean, Louis C.K. selling out stadiums again. You know, there's that stuff going on. Chris D'Elia's on, you know, a money-making tour like crazy. All, all that stuff. There's all those conversations. You know You know where you can find them. Uh, but there's situations I've been around where where the shared secret was, yeah, this person's possibly done X, Y, and Z. And I'm saying X, Y, and Z because I, I don't want to lead anyone to think – because I can't say certain names. I don't want anyone to think I'm talking about anyone in particular and, and associating them with uh, an alleged crime. But I'm talking parties I used to hang out with 10, 15 years ago. And some of them, man, you know, it was that bl- that gray area of – They didn't, no detectives are going to come, but maybe we should leave. And I used to see a lot of these people at these parties that I used to go to. There's one guy in particular that they would just suck up to and they would feed it all. But all this stuff was kind of known. It was like part of his weird behavior. And it was just fed By everyone, but 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 there was probably uh, you know, some women that didn't know what was going on, or those that did felt helpless, right? And you look around and you can only you only end up having no choice but to feed it because no one else is prepared to do anything about it. And he hasn't done anything illegal yet. So it's those kind of situations. And then there's uh, me moving into the movie talk space, and there's just people that inhabit it that um that need to go away. But their audiences are fucking giant. And who they are is not illegal. It's just a problem. So I've come to the point where say la vie, tip my cap, go do you. Hope you're burning hell, but go do you. I want nothing to do to you with you. I'm not going to go on any shows which I've been invited on by these clueless people. I, you know, I'm not going to punch you in your face at a a screening if I see you, but I ain't going to nod and I ain't going to shake your hand and I'm going to keep on going. If you stop me, I might go, hey, that's it. I'm fine with that because it's not just that industry. It's every industry. It's every person, right? Every not every person, you know, I mean, every 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 situation, every, every every person deals with this at one point. Is what I was trying to say there. But recently, there, there's just it's mind blowing that so much can be known about a person's behavior, and yet people still associate with them in major ways, and when people are told about it. <clears throat> And I've been doing some of the talent. I've been doing a lot of the talent. And these people are still <clears throat> not just getting work and getting jobs again. This is—you you could start your own YouTube cha- channel, and if YouTube keeps allowing you on, go do it. You can start your own website. If YouTube shuts you down or Twitter sh- sh- shuts you down, start a newsletter. You—you can—you can do it, right? That's—that's—that's that's, that's the deal, I guess. I'm not trying to get anything shut down. I'm just trying to say go in your corner. But when I when 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 people support them and become allies and they have a choice not to, it's fucking with my head this week. And the key thing is choice, because we don't all have that choice. Going back to those party situations where some of those very problematic assholes would show up these parties. And problematic doesn't even cover it. Just asshole covers it. And some people might leave, but if there's 80 people and there's one here and a bunch of 15 of those people are empowering uh, that one person and you can find a corner in the party, just try to ignore it, you stay. Maybe, uh, maybe a party is a bad, bad example, but it's like you're there, they're there. What are you going to do? But the the job situation is 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 more direct and and more troubling. I've been around some bosses. This is even going back to security world, who in retrospect were horrifically problematic. Good at their job, nothing bad, this and that, but their treatment of of women was very of another time, very wrong. The other, of a time, another time is not the excuse that they wanted to make. But I look back and I go, and I I had, I I couldn't do much about it, but I could have done more, which I'm upset about for myself. But I, I was in a position where it's hard to just go, all right, well, I'm going to quit this job. We're not, not all in that position. We're not all in the position of, well, I'm just going to get out of this relationship. That's not how it works. But it's those who have the choice. And I'm talking about men to men. And by the way, I want to address that I'm speaking definitely, definitely in this episode from a, a very uh, heteronormative cis white male existence, whatever, whatever you want to describe it as. That's what I'm talking about. And that's not, I'm not saying that to discount any perspectives and experiences. I'm saying that is, that's where I'm coming from because I'm, that's part of the problem, right? <laughs> not just that itself. I, you know, being straight's not inherently not a problem i hope i'll let you tell me but you know what i mean i'm I'm, i am speaking from my experience and i don't mean to cut anyone out of this conversation but also um you could be a gay man around a problematic boss you could be you could be anyone around a problematic boss. but i'm speaking it from my perspective because i am um i'm in the situations of my old job i was in a position of power and i could that's why i say i could have done more um, when I got to some other jobs, uh, I escaped them all, right? I couldn't easily leave, especially because I just left a career. A career I didn't want, but I just left it, turned down a big promotion, and uh, going back wasn't a reality. I didn't have the option. I was so broke, <laughs> and that's a lot of us out there. You know, you're, you find yourself around a person. Again, we're not talking about crimes. We're not talking about um, horribly illegal things. They might be, though, illegal. Let me clarify. Illegal in, in terms of, uh, you know, employment, employers, jobs, HR stuff. There's some violations there. But you know what I mean? Like, nothing that's going to get anyone tossed in jail. And you're in this situation and you can't necessarily leave. It's not easy to leave. You might need something. You might need the next paycheck. It's not easy. I will never tell anyone just quit. I don't know your position. I will never never tell anyone, well, just leave them, honey. That ain't me. That might be the desired result. That might be what we all want you to do. But that's not always the case. More often than not, it's not the case. Because there's reasons that you feel you can't leave. There's things they're doing that make you think you don't need to leave. So it is with these employers and so it is with these jobs. And in some particular cases, you know, more and more got revealed, more and more got to be understood. And it wasn't just, again, nothing. we're not talking headline making stuff here. We're talking the day-to-day treatment of women, the day-to-day base level sexism, the day-to-day base level misogyny, and 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 my part in that. And it's very easy for me to say that I ain't I ain't one of the bad guys. This is what I always talk about when it comes to law enforcement, to politics, your church, your involvement in church. I'm not one of the bad ones. I think that's probably true for most people. I mean, we're, one the, we're the good ones. What do you do with that position? What do you do when you're put in that position? What can you do? And some people have a choice. Those are the people that are driving me crazy this past week. Some people don't need help building an audience, yet you still work with someone who has hurt people you know. Why are you doing that? Where's the scruples? Where's the morals? And I ain't above it because I'm part of this stuff. I've been part of this stuff for years. Why? Because I've been in this society. And this is where I was spinning off into thoughts this week. I am one of the good ones. I, I've always treated women right. I've always done the little things. I've always tried to look them in the eyes. I've always, uh, did that, I'm not one of the good ones. Yet, how many times in my life have I um, been walking with a buddy at my old job and seen a, a woman I find attractive and, you know, looked over to my buddy and said something. Hey, see that one? Hey, hey look at that. Huh? That's, that's corrosive. Now, to thirst is to be human. Unless that's not what you're looking for. But again, speaking from my perspective, to thirst is to be human. To be sexy is to be human. To express yourself sexually is to be human. To feel sexy is to be human. To want to be desired is to be human. For me to be a hot-blooded American male. I love hot-blooded American male. Wranglers, whatever that is. For me to be that and, and, and to be, and I'm talking about today. i just all, you know, sexuality is part of existence. And to be thirsty is, is okay. But it's the breakdown of self-control. It's the, it's the feeding into a corrosive uh, environment, into a, a pattern, into a system that leads to all this stuff. I'm saying yes. I'm saying me walking along with a buddy. And taking a little bit of lust one or twelve steps too far, and you all know what I mean. If if first look is a look, when you keep going back in your mind and well, and your comments to the guy next to you, when you turn a a a woman into an object, men are we we just see women as Maxim magazine covers, right? That's that's what we see it as, right? You fail to recognize the rest of it, you fail to to build out any kind of uh, uh, thought in your mind about them beyond that and, and even those the ones you're with or the ones you work with or that's the problem, right I've been uh, seeing things about uh, gun control lately Go, just slip over to the gun control conversation of you, you know I'm, and I'm someone who personally believes you need uh, you know reasonable gun control you know that's that's a big sentence <laughs> that needs a lot of paragraphs behind it. But at the end of the day, I do think. It is, it is, it is the culture around the guns that has been the problem for twenty years or so. It is and by the culture around the guns I'm talking about. Views on masculinity, masculinity, the the dumb profile pictures of of uh, uh, guns and ain't a badass and da, da 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 da. And you know, sometimes it's harmless and da da da. But you know, you you all know what I mean by the culture. That uh, a certain kind of um, certain kind of masculinity, because masculinity in itself, putting on some you know jeans and a flannel and cutting logs, ain't a problem, right? I wouldn't do that, but it, it ain't a problem. Um, but but that that desire for power, the desire for that system, that undercuts so many undercuts the marginalized undercover undercuts the underrepresented undercuts the less fortunate and undercuts those we view less than and and in society the history even especially in our western culture the the women have been considered less than and i was not raised that way dad's not like that my dad is very respectful i uh, you know Mom has a very strong personality. They're they're absolutely, I don't think, um, other than just being of their time, I didn't learn any of that from them. I just learned it from society. And so even though I'm, over the years, one of the good ones, there's a lot of things that I would do on the sly, without even thinking about it, that makes me part of the problem. Part of the problem. Not being part of the solutions. And Ken, you're rambling, you're blathering. How the fuck does this get all the way up into what you're talking about? Because we just stand aside so easily. We don't take stands. We don't curb the culture. We um don't pull back when someone's going forward. We don't pull them back when someone's going forward. It used to be someone I worked with. This is, this is security days. He was he was just a big personality. And people loved him. People loved him. A lot of women loved him. He was married. But he'd walk around and he'd he talk to all the store managers. And he was he was fucking great. People loved him. And that was wonderful. I loved it. I, I'd walk around with him and everyone would see us come in. They'd get all excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was a great time. It was a great time, man. And he and he he was a little older. He was, he was about 20 years older than me, but man, oh man. He'd love those young managers. Uh, you Love managers of Victoria's Secrets and the and Fitches and the Expresses, oh, he loved them. Oh, he loved them. He loved them so much. He just kept grabbing onto them and hugging them and holding on to them and telling them how much. Oh, I love you. Oh, I love Oh, you're the best. You're the best. Oh, it was great. I had a great time. I had a great time. Every time he walked into a store, a cup of coffee in the hand, and oh I wouldn't do that, man. I was not comfortable with that. But he was doing it then. Oh man, look at the smiles on the faces. It was great. 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 Until the one day, I actually made eye contact with one of the managers. And the look on her face was terrifying. The look on her face was terrified. The look on her face was like, "Help me This every time this guy comes into the store, this old creepy man, he grabs onto me and pulls my body into his and holds me so close. I feel every bit of sweat. I feel the hair. I feel him on me. And this is disgusting and I don't want this, but I can't say anything because he's in a position of power. He gives me no choice and I can't leave the situation and this is a long time ago where you couldn't tweet it out you couldn't necessarily say anything this is just what was ex- expected and and accepted Yeah, the old man comes in gives you a hug what's the problem and is is the guy next to him the younger guy he just he smiles like a fucking lip, limp dick just watching it happen i have almost nightmares looking back to that stuff And when you open your ears and listen to these women, or listen to these people affected by this kind of stuff, you see where it starts. It starts with one, too many comments. Again: to thirst is to be natural. To maybe thirst with a friend. Hey, you see uh, you see that uh, person on the Grammys this night? Hot stuff, right? OK okay but if you're not careful the next 12 steps forward can be part of the larger problem in society men looking as women as objects to conquest one of these men that later on would go to be a big problem that I knew would always tell me because I was single the time and lonely Would always tell me, "You just gotta be aggressive. Don't take no for an answer. Ask them out. Ask them again. Flirt. Push. Get them to break." And I'm talking about asking for a date, not anything beyond that. And I'd always be like, "Yeah, it's not my. It's not my style. It's not my style." That's the system. That's the society. That's what we teach. That's masculinity. That's power. That's power. You see that woman? You're thirsty, right? Go drink, at all costs. And once you start hearing the effect of that, once you start understanding those hashtags that have sprung up over the years, yes, all women, me too. Any other of the forty hashtags you can come up with now? When you start actually seeing what's going on there. It, it, it it's not sickening to me it, it is oh my god clutch my pearls we gotta do something and all I go back to those moments I go back to the moments of uh seeing a female co worker uh drop a, a pen and trying to reach over a desk and me coming in going yeah right making her uncomfortable making her uh probably feel sick and Uh, violated in some way because I wanted to tell a joke because I couldn't uh, shut the fuck up and just be a fucking decent human for a second, right? That's stuff I have done. And be careful if you, you know, even if you know them, right? And by the way, I'm not saying that in like a, uh, even even when you get permission these days, I ain't one of those fucks. Like mm, a large percentage of the comics out there today on Instagram. But even if you know someone, you got to be careful. I'm starting to look back now and realize, uh, you know, I'm an affable guy. I like to make a joke. But if I'm not careful, I can create a situation in which I'm in a position of societal power, not understanding what my words and actions are causing someone to feel and experience and to want to get out of. That's... Why well, I've just been on it in my head this last few weeks. And why it upsets me when I, when I know you know, and I know you have a choice, and you don't do anything to stop that man. You don't do anything to at the very least disassociate yourself with these type of men because they're everywhere. They are men. They are men. Be wary, too, of these men who keep selling their power as something you need, who keep selling their position as something that is critical to your survival. As I always say, the Republicans and that side, capital T, capital S, that side, lead with fear and they sell you fear. You need the monster that I am to give you the peace you need. And I think that's something that's been sold uh, – I don't know if it's been bought, but it's been sold to women in our society time and time again. We, This is just what we are. Boys will be boys. When Trump was caught on audio tape with Billy Bush saying uh, horrible things, things that should have led to many people thinking, hey, probably not presidential. Billy Bush uh, took the hit for it. And I still to this day don't necessarily think that was fair to uh, Billy in that moment. It's a tough situation professionally where you're around someone of Trump's stature and power positions as before he was even running for any office. And they do that. There is a tendency to be like, I'm just going to laugh and smile until we can get through this. I can't fault the individual in that situation. I think now we know better. But that is uh, one of those of the time things where grinning and bearing it is the position we're often put in. Obviously, worse for women and women in horrible situations. But I, I, I hope you know what, what I mean in good faith. But I look at that situation a lot and I was like, it's, it wasn't Billy Bush. It was on all of us men every single day. The corrosive view and treatment of of, of women as less than. I might walk into a comedy club and someone's in the club performing. That is an absolute monster. I don't know if I have the position or the power to do anything about that with the club. I could leave. I could lose that gig. I'm not an established comic like this monster, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I can do in that situation that's immediate. I don't know what all of us can do in that situation that's immediate. But I know what I can do on a daily basis to those around me to make it Slowly, bit by bit, get a little better. And let me tell you something. Men, it's possible. I am now, more than I was in the past, surrounded by a lot of guys, straight American males. Ford tough. Who, like me, might occasionally get a little thirsty. But also, know when to stop it. Know the danger. Know the boundaries. Don't feed it. Don't add fire to an already burning situation. No wood down on that fire. You know what I mean? And I guess I mean that literally. Hail hey, right. I am surrounded by those kind of men now. I'm happy to report. Doesn't mean we don't talk about, hey, who you dating? Or, oh, hey, did that girl text you? It Doesn't mean that doesn't come up. Doesn't mean we don't go, oh, wow, that person. Oh, yeah, that, I'll tell you what, that, that, uh, that actress is uh, pretty hot. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Doesn't mean that doesn't come up. Because it's going to. Because also, guess what? It's, it's, it's part of our existence. Part of our behaviors, but how do you curb it? And how do you change the culture? I'm 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 surrounded by men now, unlike my past, who do not feed that. I'm happy to report the people, the men that you see me constantly around on shows, constantly around on comedy shows, constantly around on podcasts, constantly working with, constantly in photos, constantly saying, "Are my friends?" Those are the guys. None of us are perfect. None of us are saints. None of us are heroes. But you know what I mean? So when we are working with a really hot, attractive female and she leaves the room, we don't nudge nudge. And if one of us were, it would feel wrong. It would feel improper. It would feel just a tad wrong. And immoral. It's possible to change the culture around you. I can't change who everyone out there associates with. I can't change whose shows they go on. I can't change who shows up at comedy clubs. I don't have that particular power. And I don't have those kind of choices yet. Maybe not ever. But I can look around me. And go, who can I use what I have uh, to help them? Who can I help With what little I have, who can I help by being a better version of me? Will it work? How the fuck should I know? But I'm still going to do it. Thanks for listening to The Blathering here on the Napstock Network. If you have any questions, concerns, you know where to find me. Uh, If you're on the Patreon page and you're looking at the video, hey, please, please let me know if you enjoy seeing my face. More things might be on the way. That's the blathering. Bye.